Welcome to the Munchkin Minute, your bi-weekly look into some tabletop gaming news and more. I'm your host, Dan Dan, a board game man, and this is your news for early September 2020. This week, I've got a few game releases, uh, most of which are not a whole lot of info or known about, which is kind of par for the course right now, since most of these were not available to be seen, obviously, at or demo at Gen Con. So there's not really a whole lot of pictures or videos and all that like there normally would be to go on. So I'm just going on the info that was given by the publishers and what I found in BGG and out there on the internet. Uh, we've also got uh, a few releases on iOS and a few Kickstarters to get to. So first up, Asmodee is releasing Arkham Noir Case Number 2, called forth by Thunder. Uh, this is a solitaire card game designed by Eve Tornigy. Uh, this will be out in September. Now, the first case got some good buzz by uh, the solo players out there for its drafting sort of puzzle elements and also the storytelling, kind of the, the whole mis- solve, trying to solve that mystery. Uh, this one, there'll be new elements such as storm cards and formula cards, uh, which will be introduced and it'll force the players to face new challenges in different ways. And of course, even though it's quote-unquote a solo card game, there's nothing really stopping anyone from playing this with two or a small group, really. Uh, so I think this one will be, uh, you know, pretty solid. Not really a whole lot. I think this will be uh, not a whole lot of info on price, but I think it'll be about $16. And this one should be out, like I said, in September. Sticking with Asmodee. They also announced they'll be bringing Mysterium Park over to the trade in the U.S. Uh, in quarter four. Now, with some other things that we've seen this year, with some lightening up of games, kind of the, you know, like uh, Pandemic Light was kind of out. I can't, I can't remember what that was called, but it was uh, basically the lighter version of Pandemic and a lot of other games that are kind of getting uh, that lighter treatment. This seems to be the lighter version of Mysterium with less rounds and as to say, more streamlined approach is what they've said. To me, it looks like just less rounds and less things to try and figure out. So as far as new release of another game, uh, you know, it's a game I love. Go So I think this is a solid release. Not sure really if it's needed to be less rounds, but hey, if it's, if it's already a great game and if it brings more people into the hobby and more people into such a good game as Mysterium uh, then that's fine with me and it has that that whole kind of circus or a theme park kind of theme on it uh, this can, you know might be that like I said the lighter version kind of like Jaws of the Lion was for Gloomhaven you might see this as kind of that lighter version that you'll see in like Target and other mass market uh, you know, game stores. Now, Mysterium is kind of like reverse clue. Now, one person is the ghost trying to get everybody else to figure out different things, kind of like trying to figure out the items, the objects, the locations, and characters. And they'll be giving them out kind of these very abstracty kind of uh, pictures where they're kind of like paintings. And you're trying to give them one or two or more of these uh, pictures to try and point them into the one object that you're trying to get them to point to when, you know, everybody will point to one thing and everyone's trying to get that and then to move on to the next thing. So in like Mysterium, you would try to get like the item, uh, the murder item, uh, the location, uh, and also kind of the person that did it, uh, you know, what their um, occupation was. So it's, it's a real fun game, very, very party-esque, uh, you know, but still family weight game. Uh, this one is going to be two to six players, 10 and up. And they say it plays in about 30 minutes. I think it'll be a kind of a more of a super filler that you'll see about 60 minutes. This one will also retail for about $30. Next up, Rio Grande, Rio Grande Games has announced they're releasing Beyond the Sun. This will be out in quarter four this year. It's a space game that seems to revolve around kind of action selection and tech building. So, you know, kind of a little different than 4X style games, but you know, maybe it's a 2 or 3X 
game, so to speak, since it has a tech building and it does have a quote unquote exploration bit to it as well. But hey, as long as there's no extermination, that's fine. It's kind of like my least favorite form of, you know, part of the the 4Xs anyway. So this one looks to be really fun. Uh, So be honest, son, it looks like you're doing the action and producing or trading a couple of different actions. You do get an action and then you're going to either produce or trade. But there's a whole lot more to it as you get to the lower tier techs uh, in that tech tree. Uh, your actions are going to expand and so are your choices. So you're going to want to move up that tech tree in certain order, uh, which will help to make your actions and, and get some more points that way. Uh, you're going to get out of a certain amount of, I guess, achievements uh, that you'll have to get by the end of the game. And by going up the tech tree, you'll do that. So Beyond the Sun is for two to four players, 14 and up, and it's going to play in about 90 minutes to 120 minutes. And it looks like it'll retail for about $75. Capstone Games has announced their release Cloud Age by Alexander Pfister in the fourth quarter. Cloud Age is kind of a mix of engine building, deck building, and resource management. Uh, They say the campaign system makes it easy to get start playing quickly, with new elements being introduced into the game as players progress through the chapters. While you play, you also experience and help guide the story. If you prefer, you can also play a standalone story spinoffs as single scenarios. This one looks pretty cool. Pfister also said, quote-unquote, it's lighter than Maracaibo, one to four players and about 90 minutes playing time. You can have sleeves with clouds on them to cover parts of the card inside. This gives you incomplete information about the card. So when choosing a region, you, you estimate what's under the cloud. Afterwards, you take the card out of the sleeve and it'll tell you how many resource each region earns. So this looks uh, pretty decent. Maracaibo and actually a lot of stuff by Fister. Uh, Fister puts out a lot of great games, but Maracaibo uh, was one of my favorite games from last year. Uh, this one will be for one to four players, plays in about one to two hours, and will be uh, $60. Again, that'll be uh, in quarter four. Direwolf Digital is teaming up with Gale Force 9 to release Dune Imperium based on kind of the Dune movie. Now, uh, kind of said to be a deck building in the world of Dune by the designers of Clank. Uh, again, that's about all the real information I have on it. So as soon as they mo- get more information, I will bring it to you as well. But, uh, you know, Dune deck builder sounds good to me. And finally, in Fantasy Flight news, FFG news, it's not more Marvel Champions news because I haven't seen a whole lot of that yet, but it's the semi-monthly pack for a game they have announced called well, this is the game. It's the game from Lord of the Rings Journey to Middle-Earth, but it's a pack, the, one of their semi-monthly packs called Dwellers in Darkness Figure Pack. This will be in October for $15. It's got some new minis, some new cards, and I believe they all go with one of the new campaigns that'll be released. Not sure if this whole thing will go with a campaign or just kind of new things to go along with that. But anyway, that is for uh, Lord of the Rings Journeys to Middle-Earth, and it is called Dwellers in the Darkness Figure Pack. So, few releases into the app world here, and one announcement of a coming soon app. So, first, I want to talk about Root by Leader Games is now available on Steam for fifteen dollars, and it's coming soon to iOS and the Switch uh, and Google Play. Uh, I think the Steam version is quote unquote a the early release, but a lot of people have been saying that it's really really good. So, uh, Root is an asynchronous game with great art, uh, and it has the forest creatures and each faction having their own win conditions, kind of based on the old coin system. Now, I'm not really a huge fan of the board game myself. I know. I'm in the minority there, but I've just didn't, never really liked it. But being that if it's on Steam, it might make the game a little more bearable because it'll be a lot easier and quicker to play, uh, you know, to play the game with asynchronous. I might even be able to play it solo as well. So it might not be as bad. So check that one out if you're a big Root fan. Also, Cartographers, a role-player tale, is up on the App Store. Uh, this is $3.99. This has got a kind of a kind of a draw and draw. You know, it's a roll and write, but they draw and draw because you're they say they call it the draw and draw because you're 
taking cards and then using the roll and write kind of mechanism onto a pad of paper where you're doing different things. You're putting different types of terrain down and there's like four different scoring elements to each one of these games. And in the first one, you'll be using the scoring element A and B, second round B and C, uh, third down round uh, C and D, and then A and D as well. So you've got, I think it's four or five rounds that you've got there, uh, but it is it really is a real quick way to play the game. And I really, really dig it because uh, it does all the scoring for you. And sometimes uh, scoring can be a little pain in the butt for, for things like this, uh, trying to figure out how it works. But uh, but a really, really solid game. Cartographers, a role-player tale up on the App Store for $3.99. So the coming soon one that I had mentioned is by Capstone Games. Remember how earlier I said Maracaibo was one of my favorite games from last year? Yeah, this is the Alex Fister. It'll be coming to iOS and Android in quarter four, 2020. I uh, absolutely love it. It's going to be uh, the solo rules. And also, I think it's going to be local pass and play, local multiplayer. So eventually, who knows? I'm, I'm sure that eventually they'll probably go to that. But at first, maybe they're just going for a smaller release for just kind of a local multiplayer. But just having it solo, uh, you know, the ability to play it solo is uh, good for me. Hopefully, you can do a quote unquote solo against some AI bots. That would also be good so that, you know, it kind of lets you have that training because the solo game is a little different than playing it one player versus multiplayer, you know, other bots there. Uh, so that'll be interesting thing to see. We'll see more information when it does get released. So we've got a few Kickstarter here. First up in a Kickstarter is the Stefan Feld City Collection. This one is by Queen Games. This is kind of the re-implementation of uh, a bunch of Stefan Feld's games, but they're going to do them two at a time. So this one has Hamburg and Amsterdam. It's about a week and a half uh, to go as of this recording. Almost a million dollars raised, so it is well, well funded. Now, uh, Amsterdam is basically the re-implementation of Macau, and Hamburg is the re-implementation of Bruges. Easy for me to say. Uh, so this one, now the game, the changes in the Bruges or Hamburg, it now last eight rounds. There are five decks based on color. Uh, you may draw cards from any of the decks. So that's actually pretty good because a lot of people are annoyed that, you, you know, kind of randomness of it. So if you can get any color you want, which is good, there's a new wild threat color, which is the black color, uh, variable end game points based on how the dice are rolled during the game. Uh, and it also ships are in play, which was one of the expansions uh, that activated on a three and a four on the die. Uh, and there's also all other gameplay tweaks. This, that one is two to five players, 60 to 90 minutes. And it plays 12 and up. And Amsterdam, which is Macau, which uh, probably my favorite uh, of the Stefan Fells. Two to four players, 16 to 90 minutes. The differences in the new one, almost every card has been revised. So that was uh, kind of one of the things that they said they needed a little bit of revision in those cards from Macau. But I, eh, I love Macau anyway. But I'd love to check this one out. Uh, building and person cards are split into separate decks. So I guess that'll probably evenly distribute out uh, among the different rounds. The district cards replace office cards and have new effects. Market cards to determine tribute. Uh, there's two stacks, one for gold and one for VP. There are nine types of goods and 36 spaces for resources. And the distance between the warehouses has been decreased. That was a hard thing uh, in regular Macau. You have to use too many cubes to get from one space to another. So got to be a little hard if you didn't have certain abilities. Anyway, so you've got 65 or more gives you Amsterdam and 65 or more give you Hamburg, uh, or you can get them, uh, you get the deluxe edition for each one of them for $99 each. Uh, and you can get the classic for both of them for 130, which is basically 65 and 65. So no real discount for getting the, getting them each, uh, by themselves, you know, together rather than just one at a time, but sometimes they'll bundle those up to get them there. So this one looks like they are really saying that it will be, uh, estimated in June of next year. So again, that is the Stefan Feld City Collection. 
Next up, we have Galaxy Hunters. This one is by IDW Games. Uh, this one has about three weeks. It's about half funded, uh, 40,000 of the 80,000 gold, but it just pretty much just started about 21 days, uh, which is pretty cool. This one, pick your Merc, customize your mech, and comp compete against two to four players in a fierce rivalry to be the top mutant hunter in the system. What well, looks really cool about this, it's got a pretty big sprawling board, but uh, the real cool thing about it is you kind of have one, you're putting kind of these two pieces together where you've got a Merc uh, you know, your mercenary, who's your kind of your pilot, and then you have a mech, and then you're kind of slotting in the two uh, things around there uh, to make your mech a little bit better. Uh, that looks really, really cool because your mech is the, you know, it's got these nice mech minis as you're going around universe, kind of doing different, uh, you know, quests and doing different uh, things out there, objectives out there and missions. Uh, but you're also kind of getting the upgrade tiles and pilot upgrades. Uh, man, it looks really, really nifty. Uh, this one is about $80 for the core game. There's also a core and expansion for about $100. Uh, but this one looks not, it's very simple, kind of, you know, very elegant little, uh, you know, Kickstarter thing where there's just really just two levels to go with. But anyway, this game looks really, really cool because I do like the whole idea of taking a pilot and a mech and seeing how the two things mesh because there are good and bad things about each one of those. And then you can customize it even more in there. So check that one out. This one is, should be delivering, as they say, in December of this year. So it must be pretty far along with production. But that is Galaxy Hunters by IDW Games. Also, something that kind of right up my alley, Uprising Curse of the Last Emperor. This is a fully cooperative 4X fantasy board game for one to four players in a post-apocalyptic world. Man, you had me at cooperative 4X, which is kind of a unique thing. Uh, this has got about uh, two weeks to go. This is well-funded, and it's got some really cool art to it, and the gameplay looks pretty nifty uh, with the way that you are using the the whole, you know, kind of a 4X way to, to discover everything and also kind of using it cooperatively to go against a lot of the kind of the the bad guys or the uh, legion of horde out there uh and there's eight hero decks so there's plenty of different uh heroes that you can get into to play this game out there uh this is 80 dollars to get into the core pledge or 130 dollars as the all-in pledge uh all unlocks for both of these levels see that's one of these things i'm gonna hound on that forever since uh had a big argument about that about i don't think anybody should uh allow you know you should always get stretch goals on no matter what you uh, back on these different games. So I see that more and more companies are doing that. Very, very rare that somebody wouldn't. Got two more quick ones. Button Shy Game Haul Bag. Uh, Button Shy Games, uh, this is Jason Tagmeyer's company that they do a lot of these 18 cards or the very, uh, very tiny card games. And they're all really, really good. So this is a little bag to carry them all around in. The bag itself is $25 or more. And then you can get kind of an add-on where you can get Button Shy and Interceptor, which is one of their new games, uh, the Button Shy and Tussie Mussy, which I believe was Elizabeth Hargrove's game. Then there's Button Shy Bag and Sprawlopolis, uh, which was also a newer game. You can also kind of go check out ButtonShy.com, and I think there should be some add-ons after the fact. You might get a discount on some of the Button Shy games. I highly recommend Cow Tiger Santa Claus. That is my favorite game for any road trip. Every time we go on these hockey road trips, we always make sure we have Cow Tiger Santa Claus because it makes it go so much faster. 
Such a great little game. It's got about a week to go. It is well-funded, uh, so check that one out. And finally, this is not a game, but these are Round Dice Tower and Custom Dice Vaults by Mystic Woodforge. So another thing that always gets my attention are kind of uh, dice towers, because I love throwing dice into dice towers. And they have these cool little dice vaults, which are kind of like uh, these wooden trays where you can keep your dice and pens in there as well and carry them around in a nice little case. Uh, this one's got a little over two, a little over a week and a half to go. Uh, this is funded. Now, it looks like a square dice tower is about $65, and a round dice tower is $72. These are handmade, and you can get a square dice tower plus the tray for $90. Uh, the round dice tower and tray is $97. Uh, so everything looks looks really nifty. And You know, sometimes uh, these handcrafted dice towers do cost a little bit more. I think the one I've got costs about $70 itself. Uh, and I got it. I've had it for about 10 or 15 years now. Uh, but this is a really cool deal here. Uh, I really like the craftsmanship of this. This is the Round Dice Tower and Custom Dice Vaults by Mystic Wood Forge. And of course, as always, I will have a link to all of these Kickstarters in the show notes as well. Thanks for joining me today. If you've seen the news you think I would like to feature, shoot me a message at GeekJogBlog on Twitter. Also, please check out Majorspoilers.com for content by Steven and the rest of the Major Spoilers crew. As always, I'm Dan Dan, a board game man, and I'll see everyone in a couple weeks for another Munchkin Minute. This podcast is copyright 2020 by Major Spoilers Entertainment, LLC.